the TI-808, huh, but just call me D-Nice. QP Nation, Football Friday is here. We have a huge show for you today. Um, we're going to talk a lot of Deshaun Watson today and the quarterback carousel that is the NFL offseason at this point. We're going to get into a little news and notes as far as uh, what's going on in college. But today's show is going to be huge on Deshaun Watson. So, Sit back and get ready for that. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the AFC, NFC Championship games a little bit. Not too much. We already know what happened. Kansas City did its thing. I said they would. Okay. Bills Mafia, y'all had a great season. Congratulations to you. You will be back. Your quarterback is excellent. Um, Got to get a running game. Got to get a running game. Uh, that will be the... The offseason uh, key acquisition to get, whether through the draft or through free agency, go through the draft. Okay? Your Uncle Vince says, go through the draft. All right? Kansas City did its thing. Chiefs Kingdom, how y'all feeling right now? Y'all in the Super Bowl again? Your quarterback looks crazy good again that offense is so crazy but you know what I was actually really impressed with I was impressed with the Chiefs secondary Thornhill was all over the place we knew that that uh Tyron Matthew the honey badger was gonna get his as well but that defense was stout they did something to Buffalo that not other teams could do and they got a lot of pressure, and they seemed to know where Josh Allen's release uh, point was going to be. They knew where his last step was going to be at, and they were there. And he was pressured, and also Buffalo also mixed in a another wide receiver, a slot guy. That's another thing on your off-season to-do list. So Bills Mafia. Get on your organization and tell them you need a running back that can carry the load or running back by committee. And then you need to go ahead and get you a slot receiver. So that's where that is. But Kansas City played well. Um, I actually thought this game was going to be closer. I didn't believe that Josh Allen would be in that much peril all the time, honestly. So, I actually got the score for Kansas City, right? They scored 38. So, I was just a little off with what Buffalo did. But again, Bills Mafia, you have nothing to be ashamed of. That team is on the rise, and they look real good. Kansas City, you get the opportunity to face the GOAT. Packer fan, how do you feel right now? This opening is for you. I cleared out a lot of room. We got a real big program for you today. But I'm going to take some time for Green Bay Packers fan because QP Nation and QP Sports Exchange is always here for the listener. So Green Bay, I told you, I told you last week that the GOAT was going to get you. And he did. Even throwing three picks, he got you. Okay? The one thing that I saw in that team, and this is going to be very critical to what I am talking about, is I saw a team that did not have enough weapons on the outside. Now, I am going to take you back. Because I always talk about the archive pods. So we're actually going to listen to a pod that I did four months ago for a second. 
It's going to give you the preview to the Green Bay Packers. So give me one second, and I will get that up for you right now. So that's where we start. We start with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay, you pissed off your franchise quarterback. How do you, in good standing, look at Aaron Rodgers, who carried your football team for years, because that defense was mediocre at best. The offensive line has been okay. It's never really been great with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And that dude really hasn't had a ton of weapons. So what does the management do for Green Bay? Hey, Aaron, what do you think about us drafting the future quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? Think about that. You know, it's a virtual draft. Aaron Rodgers sitting back, and he's at home chilling. First round, you know, he doesn't have a high pick or anything. So, you know, he gets something to eat. You know, he probably ordered some Postmates. Gets a glass of, of scotch. Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Mel Kiper Jr. is talking about 37 wide receivers that are available to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is maybe thinking, hey, okay, a trade. You know, maybe you trade a first-rounder for a really awesome tight end. You know, that would be cool. Commissioner steps up to the podium and goes, with their selection in the first round, the Green Bay Packers select quarterback Jordan Love. (laughs) Oh, my God. I bet you it was the same look he had when all those teams were passing him up in the draft. The front office. So that was off the podcast called Luka Doncic's bubble-busting palooza, okay? So I always tell you guys to go to the archive pods. This time, I just brought it up for you. Because here's the deal. I always tell you guys to go to the archive pods. I always tell you guys that there is things in there that you will need to know. There are things in there, little nuggets of information that you need to pull out from time to time. This is a woven tapestry, okay? This is a... This is one of those deals where, you know, something leads to another thing. I'm kind of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe all onto myself. Shout out to Marvel. Was it painfully obvious, Green Bay, that you didn't have another weapon that could help Aaron Rodgers in his quest to get to another Super Bowl? Was that, was that not clear to anyone? That's the reason why I took Tampa Bay. That's the reason why I took the GOAT. That dude was smart enough to say, hey, I know we got uh, Mike Evans. I know we got Chris Godwin. I know you got Bray and the tight end out of Alabama. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I'm going to need more weapons. So go get Antonio Brown, Gronk. Hell, dust off Leonard Fournette who we now know as Playoff Lenny. I know he does not like that nickname. But Playoff Lenny is going to get you paid, Leonard Fournette. So embrace that nickname, bro. Embrace it all the way to the bank, okay? So we go back and we look at this, and, you know, these are the things I talk about. Go to the archive pod. Get the information. Because now we can pull this up and we can look at this. Because Green Bay season is over, and the reason why is they drafted a quarterback in the first round, late in the first round last year, okay? This is not science fiction. This is not some beautiful mind uh, theory or anything like that. This is real life now, okay? Green Bay, you're not going to the Super Bowl because you drafted a quarterback who is going to sit for two years behind literally the most, arguably the most talented quarterback in the league. Are you kidding me? 
And now Aaron is like, yo, my, my future is a beautiful mystery. Okay? Less need is going all beautiful mystery as well. Flirting with Aaron Rodgers from afar. Calm down, Les Need. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. They're not letting him go like that. Your cap is a mess. So, to the listeners in Los Angeles, I'm speaking to you now. We can't look at Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this is not about us right now. We got to get back to Green Bay and help them out. But I'm going to talk to you later about our quarterback situation. So Green Bay is now in a situation where Aaron Rodgers is visibly upset. This is not, oh, old school, Brett Favre, passive aggressive, even though Aaron is very petty. (laughs) But that's what makes him great, right? He's petty. He's so good that he's like, are you kidding? Like, you couldn't draft me a wide receiver. By the way, in the second round, they took A.J. Dillon. And mind you, I love A.J. Dillon because he's just a big back. He reminds me a little bit of Derrick Henry. And I hope that, you know, with time working on his body and working on his uh, skills, he'll get to that level and he'll just be a beast. But you couldn't go wide receiver offensive guard you can go wide receiver tight end in the draft you couldn't go wide receiver wide receiver in the draft Aaron has played under a deficit in Green Bay for I would say not all his career I think there was a point of a four-year period where he had a bunch of weapons And the defense was just not good. So they fixed the defense. The defense is better. They still have work to do on that side, mind you. But you can say right now that the only reason the Green Bay Packers are not in the Super Bowl at this present time is because of the fact that they did not draft with their first two picks someone to help. Aaron Rodgers. So that falls on Green Bay management. That falls on their GM. And I would like to see what they're going to do in the offseason. Once we get to the quarterback carousel that we're going to get to, this is the opening. So once we get to the quarterback carousel, we'll talk about all of that. But Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go ahead and not tease this. Aaron Rodgers, I don't believe, is going anywhere unless he just shoots his way out of town. Unless he knows somebody got to him and said, listen, we're going to build it all around you. And he shoots his way out of town. That's the only way I see Aaron leaving Green Bay right now. And I think that's probably at about 36%. That Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. 36. Not high. But a lot higher than it was. Let's say. Around the draft last year. I bet you last year. It was about 22%. You know. There was bubbling. uh, Issues at that point in time. So Green Bay. You're out. Go talk to your front office. And say hey. Is there any way. Note to Green Bay management, is there any way that we can get a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers in this draft to make up for last year and our really good opportunity to get to the Super Bowl? Enough of that. We always talk about the GOAT, GOAT doing good GOAT things, all that. So Tampa Bay, here you are. You're in the Super Bowl, QP Sports Exchange. Told you you would. You're there. And we are lit about that. All right. So we're not going to do Super Bowl picks this week. Or big game picks, I should say, right? I shouldn't say the S word. 
So big game picks will come next football Friday, Friday before the Super Bowl. So we're going to get into the rest of the pod. It is so lit. I can't wait to bring it to you. So without further ado, let's go. All right, so I told one of my producers earlier this week that once um, the Green Bay game was over, that the podcast has basically wrote itself, okay? And true to form, I sit down to write, and I'm going through stories. I'm checking with people, trying to get information to bring you a quality podcast like we try to do every single week. Because you know we bring heat all the time. Okay. So we thought that you know we would definitely be able to open with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Which was good. Now let's get you to what else is going on in the league. And we got a lot of stuff to get to man. It is just jam packed today. So we're going to blow through this. It's going to be awesome. I hope you guys enjoy it. But the first thing that we're going to say is that this offseason could be the biggest offseason as far as quarterback movement that we as football fans have ever seen. So you have a lot of moving parts going on. Most notable is Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans. This is going to be a Deshaun Watson heavy podcast. There will be other news and notes. Do not get it twisted. But he ties into a lot of teams. So we're going to hit on this right now and go from there. So next year, Houston Texans quarterback is a $15.9 million cap hit. That's not very much. His extension doesn't kick in until the following season. So if you look at it, If you can get your cap correct, you can get yourself Deshaun Watson. Now, it's going to take a boatload of picks, some players, maybe your cheerleading squad, maybe Ashton Martin, but you might be able to get Deshaun Watson. Right now, it looks like Deshaun Watson is going to do anything and everything in his power to get out of Houston, okay, Houston, this is a dire situation for you, all right, circumstances are crazy right now, it's hitting critical mass in Houston, Deshaun Watson is definitely not happy, if you listen to last Football Friday, I had some information for the Houston Texans about their quarterback and how to approach him, Check out the archive pods, guys. It's on questionpointpodnetwork.com. They're all up there. Enjoy yourself. But last week's pod, we talked about Deshaun Watson and how the organization needed him if they were going to go ahead and trade him because that's what he wants. He wants to be traded. No questions about it. Now, the plot thickens, okay? So this is information that I've been getting from people, and stories I read. We're going to piece it together for you. Rob Goldberg from Bleacher Report states that a trade for both parties would benefit Houston and Deshaun Watson because they're not talking, okay? Um, There are how many suitors? Let's see. I have to go to the next page. That's how sick this is. Okay, the Panthers, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Rams, and Washington football team are all in on Deshaun Watson, okay? We were going to do this a different way, but we got to get to this information the way we can. I got Dak stuff coming up too. So, the first and foremost thing that we need to know is this. We're going to tie in Miami real quick. 
is Miami pulling the plug on Tua time? You know, there's a report out there, but let me get this straight. I know that a lot of, you know, conspiracy theorists are out there. I know that usually sports podcasts, we come with like outlandish trades. Oh, well, you know, Deshaun Watson is unhappy. And, you know, we really haven't seen, we don't know what Tua can do. So let's just trade him. Okay, listen, the one thing about this is, is that these front offices, when they draft quarterbacks, they're putting their their name on that quarterback. They're saying, this, this is what our staff have put in tireless hours coming over. Tape, interviewing the young man, investigating him in his high school days and college days. Did he get out of pocket on campus or whatever? Talk to his coaches. Talk to his trainers. Talk to the medical staff. Talk to the team managers to get a sense of what they're getting. Because make no mistake about it. When you draft a quarterback, it's been said time and time and time again. That's the face of your franchise. Yes, there might be better players. There might be, you know, you know, stars on your team that are, you know, higher up than the quarterback on the totem pole, but everybody knows that the quarterback is the engine of your team. He's kind of the COO of your team, right? As far as he goes, you go. I didn't give a lot of credence to it. I thought this was real foolhardy talk, you know, oh, we're just trading Tua to Houston and giving Houston all their picks back that we stole from them. Dolphin fan that you stole when you trade them Laramie Tunsil and what, Kenny Stills? That was crazy. Kenny Stills isn't even with the team anymore in Houston. So, but I've been talking to a couple people, and now it's real talk. Like, there is a possibility that Miami is at least thinking about. There's no actual information. There's nothing locked in that they have made an offer. What I am telling you is that there is talk within the Dolphin building. Do we, are we good with Tua Taivaloa? Are we good? Are we sure? Because Deshaun Watson is out there and we have the ammo to go get him. So Miami, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. And I want to hear your thoughts. So hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Question Point Pod Network. Okay? Hit me up. Let me know what you think of this. Are you really thinking of getting rid of Tua after half a season? I'll tell you this right now. I think you have a better a better road, an easier road, if you keep your draft picks and just build around the kid. From everybody that I respect, I've talked, I've, I've, you know, listened to Trent Dilfer. I've listened to a couple other people that I really respect. They say that he has traits. Tua has really great traits. Like his anticipation is so good that he's going to throw people open in the NFL. And I understand that we got a small sample size and it wasn't great. Okay, but I'm telling you, look at what Buffalo has done. Dolphin fan, look at what Buffalo has done. Two years of Josh Allen throwing like 55% of his passes, throwing a boatload of interceptions. And this year he had a completion percentage darn near 70%, threw a bunch of touchdowns and cut down on the turnovers. So my advice to Dolphins and Dolphin management, keep Tua, stay out of the Deshaun Watson deal, let the Jets get into that, and you keep it moving, all right? So that's the first thing on Deshaun Watson 
into a well. I wanted to make sure that Miami got in. Okay, Miami, Day County, we haven't forgotten about you. Okay, the Heat are not doing well right now. That's for Big Ball Monday. But you got football. And we're going to bring you the stories because that's what we do here on QP Sports Exchange. Now, the other thing is, is that we also heard that Carolina, the Panthers, are aggressively targeting Deshaun Watson. And they feel that their organization is the right organization for Deshaun Watson. Let me give you those teams again that are in on Deshaun. Panthers, we just talked about them. Dolphins, we just talked about them. Bears, Rams, you'll hear the Rams a lot today. They're looking for a quarterback in a real way. And the Washington football team. I still believe that the Jets are in the pole position for Deshaun Watson if they want him. Because they don't have to give up like 15 picks to get him. They have the number two pick overall, which that would help Houston kickstart their situation. Okay? So you have that. That's what's going on. Now, we got some other news about Deshaun. Okay, so their new coach, David Cully, came out today, right, before I started this pod. So I had to get this note in. He said that Deshaun Watson isn't going anywhere. And he was super emphatic about that. Okay? He said, I don't care what they say, he's not going anywhere. Oh, really? Really? Wait a minute. Wait Wait a minute. Hold, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. Right? Exactly. David Cully has been on the job literally like two days. My man is sticking his chest out like, yo, Deshaun Watson, he ain't going anywhere. Hey, bro, you might want to have a conversation with that guy before you start popping off like that. You might want to talk to that man about what he sees out of this organization and what he would like to see from you. And then you give him what he wants. As far as utopian organization and what's going to have him thrive in his position as your quarterback, as your franchise quarterback, right? You don't come out here and start spouting off declarations. Yo, Deshaun Watson is not going anywhere. Because I said, bro, that dude is so upset right now. He is so disenfranchised by your organization for not even breaking off a phone call and saying, hey, we're doing this coach search. Any names you like to throw out? That's all it would have took. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't have took. It's not like Deshaun said, listen, before you hire the coach, I want to interview him myself. Nah. He just wanted input. He just wanted to have some minor say, hey, have you thought about looking at this guy? Have you thought about maybe possibly bringing in this offensive coordinator to the staff? Because I believe that it would really benefit us as an organization and take me to a loftier status. Within the game? No. They said, we're not taking your phone call. So the coach is out there just sticking his chest out real big. And we'll see what comes of that. There is also a report that Pep Hamilton, longtime quarterback guru, longtime uh, guy who really has put his uh, finger on the NFL has made some Stark changes in a lot of quarterbacks. Pep Hamilton looks like he'll be also joining the Houston Texans as a as an olive branch to Deshaun Watson. 
Hmm. Hmm. Let's see about that. <laughs> so you sit there and you are going to Deshaun Watson. No. <laughs> no. She, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. Listen, David Cully, this might be a little beyond your scope at this present time. You might not be ready for all this that Deshaun Watson is about to throw at you. Because my man is going to go scorched earth on a real level. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that he's a good guy. I think he's a credit to that organization. He's been soft-spoken. He's been real active in the community, which is that's all you can ask of your quarterback is to put up numbers, trying to make you as successful as possible. When one of the franchise pillars, J.J. Watt, says, hey, we wasted a year for you, that tells you all you need to know about the situation that's going on in Houston, Texas. Okay? The Texans need to get right because right now you look a lot like can't get right. So you need to get yourself together. My personal thought is just start over. Start over. Okay, take the package that the Jets have. Okay, it's the best package, I believe. You're going to get the number two overall pick. Decide on Justin Fields, another young athletic quarterback, winning program, winner, wherever he's gone. Sounds familiar, right? It's like Deshaun Watson 2.0. Or take Zach Wilson out of... BYU, and just start over. Because I do not believe that that divide between the the Houston Texans organization and Deshaun Watson can be fixed. I think those ties, just like Adam Schefter reported, just like Louis Riddick reported, it's severed. I don't think there's coming back from this. And it's best for both parties just to kind of bounce and say, yo, you know what? It didn't work out, man. We're going to get a boatload of picks for you. You're going to go somewhere and you're going to tear it up. Thanks for your four or five years here. We appreciate it. Wish we would have done better things with you and let this go. Because the other thing is, is that you have a new coach, got a new GM, got a whole new regime. And you got this this dark cloud hanging over your organization. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't become the franchise that you, we just sit there and go, man, they're doing it again. Oh, my. They're doing it again? Houston, don't become that franchise. Do not. Okay? Take whoever's package you like best, whether it's the Dolphins Dolphins don't do that package, by the way. Whether it's the Washington franchise, the Jets. Now, my advice to Houston Texan fan, tell your GM or your player personnel uh, staff just a little helpful hint. If you get a call from a 617 or 781 or 508 area code. Yo, that's the hoodie. Don't take that call. Houston, Houston, Texas fans, I'm telling you right now. Tell your organization. If there's a call that comes out of Boston. If there's a call that comes out of Foxborough. Do not, under any circumstances, take that call. Because I'm going to tell you right now. The hoodie will do it to you. And he will then fillet you for years to come. Asked, used to be Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders, about the Randy Moss trade. Okay? Ask Buffalo, Bills Mafia, about Lawyer Malloy. Ask the uh, Raiders again about Richard Seymour. Kansas City got in on this deal. Ask Chiefs Kingdom about Matt Castle and Vrabel. For 
second round picks. Yeah. Houston Texans do not, do not under any circumstances take a call from the hoodie, Bill Belichick. So let's get to some Dak news. We staying in we're staying in Texas, man. We got a lot of good going on right now. Okay. Cowboy fans, welcome. Welcome to QP Nation. Welcome to QP Sports Exchange. For the people, my people in Dallas that have tuned in already, you know what time it is. For the new people in Dallas, welcome. We about to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. All right? Jerry World, all the stuff that goes on with the Cowboys and the star. But this is the note that really was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. Could Dak get traded out of Dallas? Now, here's the deal. Dallas has a lot of money tied up in the offensive line. They need to get better on defense. They need to start replacing some of the older talent with younger guys. Could Dak be moved? Well, here's the question. Look at all the other stuff that's going on around the league. And this actually ties into one other quarterback. Because it's all going to start tying together in a second. But the reason why I bring up Dak maybe getting traded or asking for a trade is because it's the next move for the Dallas Cowboys. Texas's own Matthew Stafford, the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. And the reason why I bring this up, because of the fact that, man, I had to bounce around so much. So bear with me with the notes and what have you. But <clears throat> last week we reported that Matthew Stafford um, wanted out of Detroit, right? <laughs> I was going to save this for later. Yeah, I'm going to save it for later. But it was a report that he was he wanted out. So now it's really official. He's he wants out. And now that Stafford's out there, do you think that Jerry decides to bring him home? And then part of the package that you'd have to give Detroit, which is a lot more minimal than what you'd have to give the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson. He would make that back up by trading Dak to whomever. So, Dallas Cowboy fans, hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram, Question Point Pod Network, on Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. Do you want to have Dak or do you want to have Matthew Stafford bring home, you know, your own? These are questions. These are questions that a lot of organizations are are trying to answer right now. You know, this seemed far fetched, literally in October, but this is going to be a sick off season, and I cannot wait. We gonna have guests. It's gonna be crazy, man. All right, let's. Um, what ties into the DAC market is this: the Rams are monitoring. The Stafford, Watson, and Dak markets. The tone around the Rams is that Jared Goff is not as committed to the organization as they would like him to, to be. Mainly, is McVay who thinks this. McVay is, a, is just a video junkie. He just wants to get in and just break down every thread of you know, video that he can get. Reports are is that once Jerry got the money, he wasn't as enthusiastic about breaking down video as Sean McVay, head coach and basically offensive coordinator, would like. Yo, Jerry, for real, I told you, man. Yo, are you zooming with Tony Robbins? Are you doing it? Did you... Look into that brochure I sent you about Saban's Oasis. Yo, you need to check into that. 
And if for some reason you are new to the pod, Dallas Cowboy fan, the Ramily, if you're new to the pod, welcome. Welcome to QP Nation. But get yourself caught up to date and go to the archive pods so you understand some of these little pieces of information like Savings Oasis, Jared Goff zooming with Tony Robbins. It's all there in the archive pods. It's a blast. And you're welcome because you're going to have hours of entertainment. If you're just joining us now, there's such a backlog of archive pods on questionpointpodnetwork.com that I just tell you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas at the end of January for our new listeners. All right. So the Rams are in again on Stafford, Watson, and Dak. They're monitoring all those situations as the movement starts. This is just telling you right now. Most likely, Jared Goff will either be gone. There's going to be a new signal caller for the Rams next year. Let's just be real clear about what I'm saying. The Rams will probably not have Jared Goff at quarterback either A, because there was a trade, or B, he's going to be in a quarterback competition with John Wolford, who started all of one game. Yo, that's crazy. To go from number one overall pick in 2016, get the bag like three years later, because he's making like 34, 35 million. And oh, by the way, there is some information on that. And I'll tell you why they're a little upset with Jared Goff. The season ends, right? So Les Need calls up Jared's uh, agent, says, Hey, I'd like to have a meeting with you guys over Zoom, you know, next day or so. Agent goes, All right, cool. What is this about? Let's need ask for Jared Goff to rework his contract so they can get some cap relief so they can bring in pieces to the team. Both agent and quarterback balked on that idea. They said, nah, we're good with our 34 mil. Thank you. Click. Do you think Jared Goff is going to be around next year? Do you, do you believe he'll be the starting quarterback when the season starts? Ramily, Rams Nation, hit your boy up. QPP Network on Twitter, Question Point Pod Network on IG and Facebook. Let's get interactive, guys. I want to hear from you. Bill's Mafia, you disappointed me. I did not get the tables that I asked for. I did not see people going through tables on my Instagram feed from you. So if you're not listening to the pod, that's probably why y'all lost. Kansas City fan, on the other hand, definitely listen to the pod. And we damn sure know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans listen to the pod because I threw out that brilliant, fearless pick of picking the GOAT outright over the mighty Aaron Rodgers. So Rams fans, yo, get on this. Tell your friends to get on this so we can get us a good quarterback going into next season. But Jared looks gone <laughs> in a real way. New England Patriots fans, I got information for you. All right, so during the season or before the season, Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills. That turned out very well for the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia rejoiced because they got a dude that caught like 141 passes. That was crazy. And they're super excited about what he's going to be able to do next year. He's a complete building block to that team. 
But there are reports that New England was also in on Stephon Diggs. So, Pass Nation, are you upset about passing on Stephon Diggs? Does it irk you that Bill said, nah, we're not giving up first rounder, second rounder, future fourth rounder, all this other stuff for Stephon Diggs? Are you upset about that? Honestly, I would never see Bill Belichick ever giving that amount of draft capital away for a non-generational talent. Don't get me wrong. I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's a great wide receiver. I think he's excellent. I really do. And I definitely think he's a number one, which is what the Patriots need, a number one wide receiver, okay? But the one thing about certain number ones is that they get covered. Ask Devontae Adams what it's like to be a number one wide receiver without somebody on the other side or a slot guy or a tight end that Aaron really, really trusted. Ask Packer fan about a number one wide receiver. Bills Mafia, you know. You know what's up. You saw it last week. That dude was blanketed, okay? He was tucked in real nice. He was comfy cozy. Tyron Matthew running around right behind him, shadowing. Uh, The kid uh, Thornhill getting after it all the time. Yeah, it happened in a real way. I really thought that Buffalo was going to score 35 points that game, so we'll see. They did not. I think that Stephon Diggs is just a great wide receiver. I just think that um, he can be shut down. I think that that's just a lot of capital to give up for one guy like that. Okay? I just think it's it's too much. All right, we're going to pivot to some college football. There was some news that I want to get to. Uh, the state of Maryland approved a $3.5 million settlement with Jordan McNair's family. If you aren't really familiar with this, three or four years ago, Jordan McNair was a offensive tackle for the University of Maryland football team. He died of heat stroke, and now that case is finally settled. I want to say bravo to the state of Maryland. I hope this brings some closure to the McNair family. Even though you can't put a price tag on life, especially someone that young. You know, um, I really just hope that this kind of helps with the healing process. I want to give a big shout out to the University of Maryland. Because they did exactly what they were supposed to do when this incident broke, okay? They, they were super decisive. They got rid of the coach, DJ Durkin, like right off the back for his toxic atmosphere surrounding the Terrapin football program. And the Maryland football program wrapped their arms around the McNair family once the coach was ousted. And they've been really supportive, and they just wrapped their arms around them. And I want to say just a big shout-out to the Maryland Terrapins football program. I want to give a shout-out to their AD and just their whole staff because that was the right thing to do. And we always are a culture that hits on negativity. And I want to make sure that we bring up some positivity when we see things that are wrong and somebody fixes it, they don't just sit there. They fix it. Kudos to Maryland. Kudos to the state of Maryland. And kudos to the Maryland football program. Tate Martell is entering the transfer portal from the, uni- from the U. Okay. So my man is looking for a tailor-made starting position. Uh... So he's looking for an opportunity to get some burn. Now, Tate Martell is a four-star quarterback from Bishop Gorman High School out of Nevada. He went to Ohio State and then transferred when Justin Fields said, yo, I'm coming to start and blow it up. So my man, Tate Martell, who thought he was just going to walk into Ohio State land. What's up, Buckeye Nation? He thought he was going to go there 
and just tear it up. But nah, uh-uh, couldn't do it there. Justin Fields came. And obviously, history has spoken on that particular situation. So he he left, right? That's what you're supposed to do. So now my man is looking to transfer again. So he goes to the U. He gets beat out by redshirt freshman Jaron Williams. So now my man is like, I got a, I'm a quarterback, and I'm looking for a starting opportunity. So QP Nation, my football people out there, which college is your college looking for a quarterback? Is Tate Martell your guy? Yo, he was great at Bishop uh, at Bishop Gorman. He was great. I don't know if you've seen tape on him, but he was excellent. And he can run the RPO. He has wheels. So he's a valuable commodity on the market. So QP Nation, which school should go should get Tate Martell? These are questions I'm asking you. I don't have the answers. So hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network. Hit me on, on Instagram and Facebook at Question Point Pod Network. They are easy to find. So let's see what else we got. We got a lot to get to, so bear with me. Oh yeah. Ohio State, I love you. Buckeye Nation. Sound off. About Garrett about Haskell Garrett staying. Okay, so the DT the D defensive tackle is staying. He's gonna play one more year for the Buckeyes. It actually turns out to be a really impactful building block on that defense for next season. With the loss of uh, Tommy Tagai, he's already leaving for the NFL. He le- he's leaving early. It makes Haskell's uh, playmaking ability even more important because he is a upperclassman that's played in the system and played at a high level, and he's going to be able to help some of the young cats come along. So that's a good, solid return for Ohio State, not saying that you guys needed all the help, but Haskell Garrett is staying. Oh, yeah, by the way, one week before the National Signing Day, Alabama's still number one. The Crimson Tide still have the number one ranked recruiting class in all of college football going into National Signing Day next week. So, we have a big pod today. This is, you know, probably a big pod next week. But I just wanted to hit you guys with that. Alabama's still number one. Shocker. Ohio State fans still looking at Alabama going, we want to be them so bad. We had a lot going on. The next thing to get to is that the Chiefs, Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, and dynamic, most feared speed wide receiver in the game, the Cheetah himself, Tyreek Hill, both were perplexed by the offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy being passed over six times in the coaching carousel that just ended. We reported last week here at QP Sports Exchange that five of the six uh, coaching vacancies were filled and that we, on with good knowledge, knew that Eric Bieniemy was not going to get that job in uh, Houston. And the report goes as this. See? I told you, Texans, we got a lot for you today. Here's the report. Here's the intel that I got. Houston wasn't going to hire Eric Bieniemy because of the fact that they didn't want to give the power or the perception of power to Deshaun Watson. So they hired David Culley out of spite to, to one Deshaun Watson. Hey, David Culley, 
You think you want to you want to go back on your uh, you want to go back on your um your statement there, bud? I'm a mess. No. <laughs> no. She she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. Yo, man, it's a mess down there. It's a mess. So you're telling me that, okay, not only are we not going to talk to this dude, we're not going to talk to our franchise quarterback, we're going to hire somebody out of spite and give the perception that we're in control of our organization and not our talented franchise quarterback. Are you kidding me? So David Culley can make all the grand proclamations he wants. Ownership can die on their shield or perception that they're still running the organization. If you're running your organization badly, maybe you should listen to your franchise quarterback who came from winning, who came from Clemson. Clemson, other than Bama, is probably... The second best college football team in the country. It's them in like Ohio State battling for two, basically. Bama's number one. Let's not get it twisted. Okay? So your quarterback comes from a winning organization, a winning culture, a winning atmosphere. He tries to bring it to you. The guy almost gets killed this year running for his life. Throwing for like 4,000 yards and 37 touchdowns. And you can't even allow him just, hey, can I just mention one guy? Whether you do it or not, you can't break, you can't pick up a phone call and say, hey, all right, yeah. So, you know what? We'll take that into consideration. That's all he wanted. Couldn't even do it for him. Shame on you, Houston Texans. We're going to hire David Culley out of spite. We'll see how that works. Okay, a couple more things to get to, and then we can get out of here. But quarterback of Wake Forest, and then he transferred to Georgia. He ended up not playing this year due to COVID. Jamie Newman is getting a lot of evaluators to turn their heads towards him. <clears throat> the scouts are bullish on him. They believe that he is a day-two pick, no question about it. Because of the wheels. And frankly, he kind of reminds people of Deshaun Watson. He's kind of a poor man's Justin Fields. And not even a poor man's. It's like Justin Fields and maybe like Justin Fields light. If, if that makes any sense. So if you haven't checked out some, some tape on this young man. Uh, get yourself some senior bowl tape from this year. He's doing big things at the Senior Bowl. He's proving to scouts that he is worthy of being, you know, a quarterback that's selected with a high, high second-day pick, you know. So that's a name to look out for if you're not part of the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson conglomerate. If you're not in the top eight picks, you're probably not getting one of those three guys. Those are those guys are gone by pick eight. Then you're looking at the second wave, right? You're looking at the Mac Jones of the world, Trey Lance of the world, and Kyle Trask of the world. So then Jamie Newman falls behind them. So that's what you should look at at the quarterback situation. It should be... Lawrence Fields Wilson and then the second rank, the second wave is Trey Lance of North Dakota State, Kyle Trask of Florida, Mac Jones of Alabama, and then Jamie Newman is like right there with them kind of sorta and he's in that second day uh pick range. <laughs> This story comes from Detroit. In Detroit, you've given QP Nation so much joy over this past half a year. From the burner Twitter 
accounts from Matty P. Excuse me, Eddie P. in Detroit. I love the burner Twitter. That was great. Archive pods. Just saying. Now this from Detroit. So we reported earlier that Matthew Stafford is looking for a trade. But now here's another report, though. Is that he would still be there if offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel stayed. Daryl Bevel went to Jacksonville to take the same position to basically coach up Trevor Lawrence. So this decision spearheaded the, the, I guess, exodus of Matthew Stafford. So the offensive coordinator was the final straw, Detroit Lions. So your franchise quarterback, like all-time leader in everything, is now wanting to leave because he was, you know, he was cool with, he wasn't cool with Calvin Johnson leaving. But, you know, he understood that situation, right? He was like, oh, okay, Patriot Way with Matt Patricia. That sounds good because they win. It didn't work. But he understood, you know. But his final straw was Daryl Bevel. So, Detroit, you're losing your franchise quarterback because of Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. Okay. So, Dar- so Daryl Bevel is thinking upgrade at the quarterback position. He's also thinking non-existent state tax in Florida, warmer weather at this time of year, and Trevor Lawrence. This might be Bevel's chance to also have a high-profile guy and also get his name in the mix for coaching jobs in the next couple years if Trevor Lawrence blows up like we think he will. So this is strategic on Daryl Bevel's part. I'm just sorry to Michigan as a whole. The state of Michigan as a whole, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to lose your franchise quarterback because of an offensive coordinator having goo-goo eyes for Trevor Lawrence. One more thing for Michigan to be upset at Florida over. (laughs) All right. So you know what? We are done. This has been a jam-packed sports extravaganza. QP Sports Exchange keeps it super lit all the time for you. And you know your boy Vince just loves to bring it to you on a daily basis. And this is how we're going to end the podcast. All right, so we're getting up out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. You know, follow us on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. Get it in there. We're so grateful to all our listeners, to the new people. You are welcome. Get yourself into the archive pods so you can catch up on the vocabulary that we use And some of the jokes that are in. So I'm going to leave you with this. Be good to yourself. Be good to one another. And if you have it in your power. If you have some time to spare. Be good to your neighbor. Okay. It doesn't have to be with money necessarily. As long as it's a, a friendly hello. Hey how you doing. And be sincere about it. You know. Talk to them. If they're going through a hard time. Because they just need somebody to listen. It's a community, folks. QP Nation is a community. We sticking together. We bring positivity to the world. We in 16 countries. Shout out to Albania. Shots out to Japan. Shots out to Pakistan. Shots out to New Zealand. Shots out to Australia. Shouts out to France. Because of the apple pie. Oh, that's the other thing. On B-Ball Monday, I reported that I got a email from Apple. Apple says, congratulations, you are the 81st pod ranking in the country of France. So, big shouts out to France. I love France. Thank you for making me the 81st pod in your country. We are still coming for that number one slot. Don't get it twisted. Bill Simmons knows 
I'm coming for the head. I'm coming for the ringer. Right now, I'm doing it with a skeleton crew, but my skeleton crew is dope. Coach T, if you listen to B-Ball Mondays, coming through. I'm, I'm efforting very hard to get more contributors. You will not just hear this voice on this podcast. Trust me. More pods to come. Trust me. Working on stuff now. So, I want to give a shout out to Ireland. I want to give a shout out to England itself. So, the UK is bringing it real, real big. Okay? Shouts out to Russia. Shouts out to Germany. Shouts out to the Netherlands. Okay? The Dutch are getting it. Canada has stepped up its game. Hell to my friends from the north. Shouts out to you. Brazil is getting it. And of course, the United States of America is understanding QP Nation is a global community. And we bring heat every single week. So come back for B-Ball Mondays and Football Fridays. You know where you get your information from. You get it from QP Sports Exchange. And I am out. I'm the T-I-8-O-A, huh, but just call me D-Night.